Blog Talk Radio. Show, the Belief Corner Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Ebony Archer, 
And we are very excited about our guest that will be coming up soon on the show. His name is Reverend Darius Randall. He is a 28-year-old preacher, community activist, and he's really, really all about helping our youth, equipping our youth, and combating the youth violence in Chicago. And so we're definitely interested um, and very, very excited to have him on the show, uh, especially because youth violence is very a topic that's very hot right now, but it's a topic that's very important. Um, our youth are in need. They are in need of help. They are in need of guidance. And violence is um, the number one way of why our youth are dying um, and why our youth is just really just lost. Um, you know, right here on YSO Radio, we provide platforms for the youth to actually give them a voice to speak out. And a lot of times, as a young person, when you don't have the ability to speak out, you speak out in different ways. And a lot of times, there are violent ways, or it's an anger, or violence, or really they take it out on themselves. And so I just want to bring him on because it is a topic that needs to be talked about, and really a lot of people don't want to talk about and address it. And so we'll be addressing youth violence with Reverend Darius Randall um, soon, but I do want to make a quick announcement. First, um, thank you guys for supporting us for the last two years. We made our second year anniversary on January 13th, so You Speak Out has been going strong. We have been expanding. Uh, we thank you for each and every one of our listeners. We have listeners right now. So we thank you guys just for supporting us, just supporting the movement, just supporting what we're trying to do. We're just trying to empower and impact not just the youth and young adults, but everyone that needs to be empowered and motivated. And so I thank you for supporting us. So without you, we want to be here. None of this would be possible. So once again, thank you so much. And we definitely have a lot of things coming up. We have the Gotta Believe in Me Empowerment Youth Empowerment Tour coming up this summer. We'll be here in different cities. Chicago, Detroit, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Atlanta, South Carolina, Brooklyn, Orlando, in Miami and also Washington, D.C. And so for all our listeners out there that will be in those cities, definitely, definitely stay tuned. We got something big in store. We got celebrities uh, partner up with us uh, to make this a success. We also will be taking this global in the year 2016. So you definitely want to make sure you follow us. Make sure you check out our website. If you want to check out what we're doing, make sure you go to www.ebony-archer.com. Again, it's www.ebony.com ebony-archer.com or visit the other website which is www.youspeakout.net you know keep it soon what we're doing we're doing a lot of great things we got a lot of things going with the youth uh, we got a lot of big announcements that I can't announce right now but we will be announcing over the radio show next couple of weeks so if you want to get involved make sure you contact our business manager Alicia Matheus at Alicia Matheus at inspiredbypurpose.net again that's Alicia Matheus at inspired by purpose.net if you want more information on how you can get involved with the movement. Also make sure you follow us on Twitter at You Speaks Out. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash you speak out TV show. And also follow me on Twitter at Ebony Archer 2. You can like my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Ebony Archer 2. Or also you want to check out my music, make sure you go to www.soundcloud.com slash Ebony Archer or you can go to my YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Ebony Archer. And so we're just excited 
I just hope you will be able to join us, join the movement. It's different ways you can join. So make sure you contact us so you can be a part of this awesome and growing movement as well. And with that, we will take another quick music break. And as soon as the break is over with, we'll be bringing on our guest, Reverend Darius Randall. Make sure that you don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. This song is not for you If you've never cried a river Or had your heart broken too This song is not for you If every day you wake up The skies are blue But this is for anyone No matter how you pray The pain will let you get through But you try and you try Say that it's
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Belief Corner Radio Show. Once again, I'm your host, Ebony Archer, and you just listened to The Walls Group, which is called This Song Is Not For You. And if you're just now tuning in, we have a special guest with us this evening. He goes by the name of Reverend Darius Randall. He's only 28 years old, but he's a preacher. He's an award-winning community activist. He also is very passionate about and very active in combating the youth violence here in Chicago. And so we're definitely excited to bring him on right now. Darius, are you on the line? I am. How you doing? Thank you for being a guest on the Belief Radio Corner Show. I am glad to be here, and I just want to, um, you know, say that you are doing a phenomenal work, and I am very proud of you and all the things that you are also doing, you know, and you uh, keep on keeping on. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I'm very, uh, I admire what you do, because you've been doing it for a long time, and so right now, I want you to go ahead and take the mic and just tell the listeners about who you are, what you do. And why you do it? Well, um, I just want to thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to come on your show today. Um, I I haven't um, this this is my first time doing uh, radio. Uh, you know, I've I've been doing a lot of different radio interviews and uh, TV interviews, and I'm always gracious and, and thankful for the opportunity that uh, people desire to know about you and desire to want to um, hear about what you're doing. So, um, you know, a brief, a brief uh, description of who I am, you know, I, you know uh, as you stated, uh, it is true I am an ordained Baptist minister. I am also a, uh, a soon-to-be two-time award-winning um, activist, a community activist, um, and, um, you know, you know, really, um, you know, the, the first award, I got um, 2010 at uh, Malcolm X College during the Kwanzaa celebration, and uh, that award is, uh, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, um, it's it's grabbing my ability to bring people together. You know, you know, you know, it's the Lord of uh, Unity, and uh, this uh, second award, I'm being named after a a famous um, Reverend um, that that um, lived and worked in the communities and was uh in the military um and um he he uh fought um you know um different different uh movements in the city of Chicago against um, poverty and against um racism and injustice and so you know it's an honor to be you know honored once again coming this February uh in a um, beautiful banquet style celebration so um pretty much you know uh my ministry really surrounds uh, gun violence. That's how I got my break and my start. And I believe that um, we are in an epidemic in Chicago where there are so many number of uh, uh, young people who have been victims of violence. And um, this movement has taken me from doing, you know, marches to uh, doing prayer vigils to uh, leading them and to, um, you know, getting ordained. Now it gave me the opportunities. Now I perform Young people's funerals. I've done three so far, you know, in a span of a few months. It shows you how much gun violence it is out here. Wow. Um, and you know, it's it's funny um, because I guess people see it on the TV, but when you actually experience it and you see it firsthand, 
it kind of has an effect on you. And um, I've been following you. And you said you've been actually a call to preach at 21. What, you know, being young and being in the gospel, what really made you want to, to be a preacher? What made you actually want to serve in the gospel, being young as you are? Well, um, I, I, I really thank you for asking me that. That's an excellent, that's an excellent question. Um, and um, answering that, um, it's, 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 a whole, it's a whole lot of different things that got me involved. Um, first, when I was at uh, Salem, I was, I, was, I was under Reverend James Meeks. You know, that was my first um, church home there. Uh, and, you know, I was baptized there and watching his ministry um, you know, my mom can attest to this that uh, I really admire, and I still do this uh, to this very day. I still admire the ministry of Reverend James Meeks of Salem by the Church of Chicago, and I admired how he stood up for our communities, how he um, really, you know, uh, spoke out against injustice, and you know, then you know, I, I participated with him in a few protests, you know, you know, against the mayor. At 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 that time, it was Mayor Daly. Um, and then uh, getting involved with him in a different uh, community service project. So my inspiration came from him, and then I, when I realized that his inspiration was Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., then something set off in me, you know, a fire, and I want to learn more about Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and, and um, you know, anybody that watches my Facebook or hears me speak, you know, I speak, you know, heavily about him uh, recently. Um, you know, I spoke on uh, on a uh, King Day, um, King's um, um, observed holiday, and then uh, also I I held my first um, worship revival this year on honoring Martin Luther King Jr. and all of my speakers spoke about him. So you know, it's amazing. Um, you know, I have many inspirations that got me involved, but you know, you know, the main driving force I must say is the young people. Uh, and uh, I I really thank God for the young people. And so I quite answer I quite really admire you because you know sometimes when you. you're young you're a young, young adult right people don't take you as seriously right and I experience mm-hmm. that a lot too they don't take you seriously in what you do have you ever felt that challenge because you're 28 years old right and you're trying to tackle this gospel thing but you, you might have somebody or ministers who've been in ministries way longer than you, do you ever feel like it's a challenge or that you have to, I guess, I don't like using the word, but quote-unquote prove yourself that this is really what you're supposed to do despite your age? Do you ever feel like that's a challenge? I guess I'm always I'm always up for um, up, up against many challenges being um, a young Baptist clergyman and uh, being able to, to um, you know, the rooms that I'm in a lot of times, I'm the youngest one in the room, um, you know. But but it's it's amazing what God is doing in Chicago. So many young ministers are coming up, you know, uh, rising up, and you know, so many of my friends have um, recently been installed as pastors over the last year or two, and uh, it's really inspiring watching that because it gives me so much hope that. I'm doing the, the 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 right thing, and I'm going down the right path, and eventually, which is what I'm also going through the process now, getting my own church. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually going through the process with the Southern uh, Baptist Association, um, going through a stringent process of of uh, testing and 
of screenings and of I have to travel to Springfield uh, real soon and, and you know go through uh, different procedures there. But yeah, you know, it, um, you know, dealing dealing with these uh, these the, the, these older folks. Reverend Sharpton has a book out. I recommend you get it and read it. It's called The Rejected Stone. Dealing with Reverend um, dealing with what Reverend Sharpton calls you know fighting the old guard. You know, you know the old the old lions who uh, do so much to try to discredit the newcomers, and um, you know, they'll go through great lengths to try to do that, only to keep their power and to stay at the top and not uh, trying to lift us up like they should, which is, which is, which is what's wrong with you know, our society today with, these, uh, with the leadership. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it, man, you know, on, on the front side, but I, I don't let it bother me. I keep on keeping on, and that's what you got to always do. I like that. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Um, and I just think that you're a great role model for the youth because a lot of youth, they want to be things. They want to do things. But a lot of times people say you can't do this or what do you know or you don't have enough experience and all that. But just to see that you're young, um, you're in the ministry, but you're standing your ground and you keep going despite what you're, um, the challenges that you're facing, I just think that that's a message that youth that are listening now needs to know. Um, and you mentioned Reverend Sharpton. Um, I know you follow him closely to what impact that has he had with you, not just, I guess, in your ministry, but overall your community aspect. I know Reverend Sharp is really into, you know, youth violence and, you know, uh, what I'm going to say, really looking out for the black culture. What what influence has he had on you thus far? He, he's had a great influence on me, um, you know, being that, um, you know, Reverend Sharpton, a lot of people don't know his his longevity in the right. um movement. You know, you know, he, he he's not a newcomer. You know, he's been doing the work since he was my age as well, you know, or or maybe a little younger than me. He he got started I mean he was a wonder boy preacher, actually. He 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 was hmm. preaching since he was nine years old. So, you know, um he 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 came up and you know, during the time when Reverend Dr. King was still alive, and Reverend Jesse Jackson, and that was his that was his mentor, and you know, uh, he was in the '60s, and the '70s, and the '80s, and and then eventually, um, you know, um, Reverend Al Sharpton started um, Operation Operation Breadbasket. You know, um, I mean, you know, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson started Operation Breadbasket, which is now Rainbow Push, but um, Reverend Sharpton had a had a chapter in New York. Of Operation Red Basket, and led that, uh, and 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 he left it, and he started his own organization called the National Action Network in the early nineties. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the National Action Network has a history of uh, dealing with police brutality and police cases and um, uh, cases of injustice. And uh, for the past twenty years, Reverend Al Sharpton has been on the on the forefront. And uh, now has uh, uh, gotten the claim to fame as the number one civil rights leader in in the country, or and then another article named him the most powerful man in the country. And it's it's an honor to be close to him as I am, because he's mentioned me several times uh, at Trinity Nationals of Christ in his sermon, um, you know, talking about our different conversations, you know, you know, to the world. You know the conversation that me and Reverend Sharpton have about the the, the uh, leadership 
and how it needs to seize the moment. And he tells me all the time that, uh, you know, we have to take it. Nobody gave him anything. Nobody passed him any torch or baton. He took it, and that's what we were doing in Chicago. I like it. You have to seize the moment because sometimes you don't. The moment will always pass. It's not nothing stays. Everything keeps going. And so you definitely, I like that comment. Love that quote. You have to seize the moment. And right now, uh, we're going to take a moment to take a quick music break. So don't go anywhere. I know a lot of people are chatting and asking questions. And so we'll definitely try to get to your questions right after this break. And remember, you are tuning in to the Belief Corner Radio Show. Every other girl I used to have big dreams But then I got introduced to some other things And suddenly the church girl I was originally See the wrong things can call your name I chose to answer when the spirit said walk away Now I live with circumstances that I can't erase I just wish I could go back now to yesterday Maybe me who may 
And welcome back to the Belief Corner Radio Show. Once again, I'm your host, Ebony Archer, and that was Miss Tasha Page Larka. We're different, and you're just not tuning in. We are interviewing two-time award-winning community advocacy, ab- uh, <laughs> community advocacy, Reverend Doctor. No, well, not Dr. <laughs> yet. Reverend activist. I can't talk. Long day, guys. Tongue twisted. Uh, Reverend Darius Randall. And um, very, once again, admire him because he's young and he's trying to make a difference here in Chicago. And, you know, hopefully one day we will ride, right? So that's where we're speaking, where he's going to go. He's going to make an impact in the world. Um, and also, he's a dynamic, tongue twisted again, dynamic uh, preacher. And um, I want to ask you a question, though. With youth violence, well, first we ask this. What is your take on the violence in Chicago? Do you feel it's getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it so-so? Like, what, what is your take on the youth violence here in Chicago? Well, I think that um, it's, it's um, not getting better. I don't, I, I don't, see, the, I don't see what the... Uh, the uh, news sees because I'm out there in the streets, I'm out there in the grassroots, right. and um, you know, you know, uh, to me, it's you know, it's still we have uh, too many youth that are uh, falling victims to gun violence. We have too many youth getting easy access to these guns that are just easy to get on the streets. So many of these guns that these kids are using in these crimes are illegal and shouldn't be in stores or shouldn't be on the streets. But, um, you know, it is, a, it is a major business, obviously. It's just like the drug business. And, um, you know, it's really, you know, to, to me, it's, there's a lot going on. It's a lot of shady deals going on at the top. And so many of these young people are falling victim to it. And we just got to really pray and just hope and just and just, and just get involved and, and do the, everything that we can so none, none of our youth fall victim to this senseless violence at this at Chicago. With that, let's take this to another direction. The church ain't vital, right? Do you feel that the church is playing its role in order to combat the youth violence, or you think that it should be do more and maybe be more proactive in, you know, this, I guess, this fight against the violence with the youth? Well, definitely the church needs to do uh, a whole lot more with uh, combating gun violence. The church is definitely very, very quiet, and it's very silent, and uh, it shows with, uh, you know, the youth services, how many of these youth services, you know, are young people attending, and then at the same time, how many of these churches that we have in Chicago are going outside in in the community, not just on, you know, uh, solidarity um, days where there's, there's movements happening all over the country, and like, like the one we did when we went out in the community and we laid out in the streets and did Diane. Um, recently, you know, I, you know, I joined Elvin on Jakes and his church and, and did a Diane. And um, we need to have more than just those. We need to have churches that are engaged, you know, daily, like churches like St. Sabina and with Father Michael Flager and with um, Trinity, Nurses of Christ, Pastor Otis Moss III and Marshall Hatch and Ira Ackley. There are two churches on the west side. These churches are engaged, you know, uh, and and they and they really combat violence on a day to day basis. And 
they have programs and they have uh, ministries. They and then their messages. That is so important. We got to have a combination of all of that. Your message, you know, the ministries and programs. If you don't have those three combinations going, you know, you're 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 part of the problem, not the solution. But do you think that? Is the church the main problem with the violence, or what do you? Because you know I'm here in Chicago, and so I see sometimes I see lack of unity. Um, I believe that people sometimes, especially, have so many non for profits and organizations and community leaders are all trying to combat the violence. Do you think that it's lack of unity? Why? Because if we have so many churches, right? We have so many organizations. We have so many leaders, but we still the violence is growing worse. Do you think it's at that point, it's lack of unity, and why we're not getting anywhere, or is it something else? Do you believe? It's 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 the it's the unity, but you know, unity has always been something that we have been having a problem with over the years. What I say, let's not let's not wait on you know us to unite. Let's let's be more proactive, and let's and let's and let's all take a side of um you know uh. Let's all let's all take a side and uh take a role in us and us get involved and just and just and just and just fight the violence. You know, you know, as 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 different churches on, on different sides of the city, Saint Sabana is on uh, for instance, Saint Sabana is on the south side, you know, all aggression, you know, uh Trinity is on ninety fifth, Iraqi is is out there in 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 Austin, uh, you know, Marshall Hacks is in Garfield Park. You know, these are different areas of the city. As long as there's, as long as there's different um, areas of the city where um, we all are doing our part, we all are taking the community, we all are taking a block, we all are taking, you know, you know that's that's us doing something. And churches they start doing that without you don't have you don't have to uh, go and and uh, stand with the next person uh, uh, with everything that they do. You can you can do your own part, and then we we only all come together and have a report, have a report, you know that 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 this is what we're doing, this is what we're working on. I believe so. I think more so with the unity. Um, so let me ask this: since we you got so many churches already doing it, you just think it's now more support for the people that is in the community to go help and combat it, right? So it's more of a support thing, more so now. Do you agree? Or do you think that it's more a support for people in these, you know, I feel like if you're in these communities, it's happening in your community, you should be more proactive, self-stop it. So you think now, is it more a support thing that you, I think, is needed to help this from the people in the community as far as not just putting on a community leader? A lot of people do that. They always talk about, oh, we need to stop the violence, but they write their community trying to do anything. So you think that's a problem, too? Not people just talking, but they're not trying to do anything to help their youth yeah, in the community. It is, it is a constant problem. You know, people love to talk, but also you see another uh, issue. You know, you know, you know, you you can go on my Facebook page. What what am I up against? You know, you know, you know. As you know, I I've had several conversations. Uh, you know, this week that have been very, you know, controversial among people. And I've talked about interracial relationships. I've talked about, you know, uh, gays. 
And, you know, that gets all of the attention. I get 50 comments. I average 50 comments when I post something like that. But I can get nothing, no support at all. You know, the MLK worship service, you know, the, the funeral services that I announced for these youth that I slain, that were, that, were, that were buried and put them in the ground. I can announce, like, my friend, Jedediah Brown, pastor, another pastor and youth activist in Chicago, he's running for alderman in the Fifth Ward. He had his he had his uh, fundraising event this past Monday. You know, you know, he should have had way more people there supporting that. You know, you know, you know, right. you know, you know people support what they want to support, and they get behind nonsense. And you know, as Reverend Wright said, people people shout on garbage and stay silent on truth. And we need to get out of this notion that uh, that uh, you know, you know, if it's not my child, if it's not my, you know, block. You know, that's not my problem. No, it is your problem because you're going to call me or Jedediah or, or another activist in this city when when it's your son or or your daughter, God forbid, uh, uh, fall victim of the violence. Do you think, from listening to what you're saying, because you're just so active in it, do you think people just don't care about it no more? I mean, I say this because, you know, they see it on the TV, they see the news all the time, it's kind of like they get desensitized to it. Like, oh, okay, none of you got shot. How unfortunate. Do you, do you think that's reaction now? Like, people just got used to it, and they feel like, oh, they've lost hope. There's no point of doing nothing about it. I just think, in my opinion, I just think people just don't care no more. That's why they don't react to it, because they used to see it. Do you think that's part of the problem? Why? Like, people just don't don't care or don't try to even help out? Yes, I believe that it's, it's indeed a problem. Um, you know, and 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 people have become desensitized as as far faced as other time. We don't have an insult level, so so mm-hmm. so it's 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 just it's just um, people are just oblivious. But you know what's the conversation tonight? But what about comes on at seven o'clock? Everybody's uh, uh, getting around the uh, campfire and the television to watch scandal. But but but, but what's so What's so crazy about? I mean, I mean, what's so wonderful about this show, Scandal? About people watching a show where a woman, you know, is 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 is, is uh, having these relationships with a married man, you know, and 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 the married man has to be the president of the United States, and the married man happens to be also a white man, and it's a black woman that's that's desperate and chasing this white man. So so so, what is what is so wonderful about a show, Scandal? Yet, you know, our children need our attention. Our children need our prayers. Our children need our knowledge, need our education. Our children need us to be their fathers and their mothers and their and their godparents. So 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 our attention span is off. And we gotta get back focused and we gotta put our attention and, and, and raise the right conversations and raise the right questions. I'm glad you mentioned scandal. Um I was talking earlier with somebody. The media has a lot to do with the violence, right? I feel that yes. does. Or entertainment as a whole. You get these rappers, they talk about bang, bang, shoot it up, you know, sex, drugs. And music in the entertainment TV is highly influential on the youth. Now, do you feel like that has, I think, it has an effect on why there's so much violence just Chicago, we see in Brooklyn, you see in LA, you see in different places. Do you feel like media entertainment has a role 
and how the youth are acting or reacting in violence? Well, I I I do believe that you know definitely you know uh, the media has a very strong uh, relationship to it because they project a message out there to the to the world. You know how you know there's no you know you know there's no reason why you know England or there's no reason why Germany or any of these foreign nations. Uh, know that Chicago is nicknamed the murder capital or Chirac. How does how do they know that? Well, the media put that message out there and sent that to them. But but they don't know that in um, Chicago, there's a, a school named Urban Prep, which graduates 99% of the class, and and and, and 99% of that same percentage all goes to college, and they're black boys. They, you know they don't they don't want to talk about that, but they want to talk about how many of the uh, kids is dying. They don't want to talk about the positive things that's happening here in Chicago. How 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 many youth are involved, or even 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 same instance like you know my uh, goddaughter, and 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 positive kids like her, that uh, that are young, that are serving the Lord. You know you know you know she's not you know uh, out here doing. Anything you know, you know, you know, ratchet. You know, she, you know, she's she she's living how she's supposed to live. You know, I'm very proud of that young lady, and and, and it's yeah. it's 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 not enough support for the youth. They want to slam them and they want to throw them away and say that they're not worthy. No, our youth are worthy. Our youth are amazing, and they need us to love them and lift them up and support them, and that's why they act out the way they do. And that's why Chicago is so crazy, and, and you know the, the, the adults gotta get it together. The adults, are seriously, you know, it's like everybody's waiting on scandal to come on. Come on, really? <laughs> it's funny. Um, and then we talk about Imani. Uh, we interviewed her. If if you the listeners, if you didn't listen to the interview, you can go back to our archive episode and listen to her. But my sister. Mahogany interviewed her last week, and she is very, um, I love her, you know, I love her spirit, because she is very adamant about helping her peers get through the thing, you know, she said she's been a victim of bullying, and that's another thing that, you know, we don't really pay attention to, but just to see her take that and turn to some positive with her mind, and just trying to do some positive, um, not just for community, but serve um, the Lord with it, it is awesome, but like you said, we don't report that. Because the media wants what sells. They're going to want ratings. And so positive, good things don't sell, only the negative. But I just feel that you feel like they're not important, quote, unquote. And I feel like that sometimes even with the, with the children, parents are not even involved anymore. Uh, which is another question that when I listen, what about the role of the parents? Do, should they be at fault? Why the violence is going on as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. The parents play a very a very important role. You know, if you don't know where your child is, like, you know, it's, it's 7 or 8 o'clock, you don't know where your child is, you you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know, you know, you know, you know, if you're not, if you're not keeping tabs on your, on your young people or, 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 you know, if, 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 if you, if you out here letting your youth just watch whatever they want to watch, listen to whatever music they want to listen to, you know, you know, I was growing up, my mother, was all over me with that. She, she, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't listen to anything. 
I had to I had to go to bed at a certain time. I had to wake up at a certain time. I had to I had I had chores. I had I had I had I had to respect my elders. I had to take my hat off and when I come up doing I had to say no ma'am and yes ma'am. You know, no sir and yes sir. You know, you know, you know, that's all gone. It's like it's thrown out the window, but it's it's the parents' fault. And uh, and, and and the only way you know, that we could turn this around, you know, the parenting has to turn around. The parents gotta parent again. And and not the not this new generation of parenting, you know, heck no. This you know, we have to parent how the old school did. Because that's what that's where we fell off. That's where we lost yeah. our way. And we have to get back on that track. We have to parent the way the older folks parent. I believe so. It's always is. You take the community, raise a child, and um, I just realized that it's not even that no more. That's not my baby, so I don't care. But you know, I used it used to be a time where if you see another child and you know they didn't do what they're supposed to do, then you become that quote unquote parent and tell them to go back home. But that's not even that no more, right? Because like you said, it's this attitude. Of, if it's not mine, I don't care about. And I just think that our attitude, our mindsets has to change. It kind of changed over the years, but we need to go back like it used to so we can actually help save these youth. And so I agree with you. You know, very good conversation. Um, we got a lot of people tuning in. Um, so hopefully we can get to one more question before the end of the show, but we got to take another quick music break. And we're going to have some close remarks um, by Reverend Darius Randall um, as soon as we come back. Stay tuned and don't go anywhere. I'm driving in circles, should have bought that new phone. Can't find my way to all the places I call home.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Belief Corner Radio Show. Once again, I'm your host, Ebony Archer, and that was Miss Fantasia herself with her song, Even Angels. If you're just now tuning in, we had a great show talking about youth violence um, in Chicago, and we have our special guest with us, Mr. Reverend Darius Randall, um, and he just gave us great insight about violence and the reason why it's going on and what we can do about it. And so, Darius, for all our listeners, for anybody that had even experienced violence or lost someone to violence, can you give them a empowerment word, of a, a word of encouragement for anybody that's lost or been victims of violence? Um, I I say that you all, you know, that are victims of violence, just know that you're not alone, and and just know that there's uh, groups and there's uh, associations available for you. Um, and, and you all don't have to, um, stand alone, you know, you know, you know, just be courageous, uh, and, 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 and stand tall, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, that, you know, you know, you know, also be, you know, um, like assistant and being a voice, you know, uh, against, you know, this evil that's taking our society. Great. You definitely want to know that know that you are not alone. Um, there's always somebody that went through what you went through or going through what you're going through. And so you definitely want to reach out. If you're a listener right now, you're in Chicago, I'm definitely there are many organizations here in Chicago that help combat violence that's very proactive in this movement to save our children and save our youth from gun violence and all types of violence as well. So definitely you want to reach out to one. We're definitely going to share the link soon of who you can contact and the numbers and any everything so you go out and you know just just be a part of the movement if you want change you got to be about the change you definitely got to be about the change you can't talk about it but you got to walk the walk and actually put some actions to your words that you're speaking and so Darius I just thank you once again for being a guest on the show you definitely it was a very great show we have now 366 listeners tuning in so it was a very great show a very, very interesting conversation. So if somebody wants you to speak um, to their youth or to their congregation, how would they get in contact with you? Well, I'm on Facebook. You can Facebook me at uh, www.facebook.com slash Darius.D.Randall. That's Darius.D.Randall. And um, also... You can um, email me, my last name, Randall, my first name, Darius, at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. Um, you all can use that at any time, especially for speaking engagements, especially for um, 
you know, you need you 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 need prayer. I I do give out my 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 cell phone number, but I'm 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 very cautious of that for the for, for uh, security purposes. Everybody cannot have that number. I have to know your intentions first and be able to meet you and you know at least we can connect you know other avenues first before I'm comfortable of giving that information out. But I'm very inviting. Everybody, everybody knows how to uh, get a hold of me, and uh, also, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm also very um, visible. I'm everywhere around the city. You know, you you can find me at, at a lot of different events and churches. You know, uh, you probably wouldn't know that's me. Um, just looking at, but walk up to me, ask me. I, you know, you know, I definitely um, wouldn't mind talking to you and. In public, very approachable guy. So God bless you, Abby. Thank you for having me, and uh, to your listeners, thank you all for uh, listening. No problem. Yeah, he's very busy. Sometimes it's hard for me to get contact him, but he's very busy. So you want to go book him? You make sure that you contact him at that email address because uh, he's very, like I say, he's very active in the community. He definitely walks what he talks about and what he preaches about. Uh, one more question, um, Darius: Do you travel outside Chicago? Somebody just asked me. Do you travel outside yes. of Chicago to actually preach? Okay. Yes, okay. yes, I will, yeah. I will, I will, I will, I will travel. Just um, please, please give me a um, notice. You know, uh, at least at least a month or a little more notice, so I can uh, plan accordingly, um, preferably uh, weekends, because I do have a job. Uh, I, you know, you know, activism and. Ministry is nice, but it doesn't pay my bills just yet. I'm not. I'm almost there, but I'm not there uh, just yet. But give me at least, you know, you know, some notice, so I can be a blessing to you. I like to not only come speak, but I like to bring people with me. You know, like my goddaughter, who's who who mimes, uh, my uh, girlfriend, who's also a praise dancer. So, um, you know, maybe bring everything, come sing for us. You know, so. Uh, Anybody, you know, you know, just be mindful of that so we can all have a good time in the Lord. Yeah, and he, donations. Everybody know how I am. It takes money to travel. It takes money to build a ministry. So definitely, um, all my listeners, all my supporters, make sure you contact him, that you do give him a love offering uh, so we can keep him encouraged and keep him doing what he needs to do for the Lord and also for the community, just not Chicago, but hopefully across the world pretty soon and so Darius you know I support you everything that you're doing um and I'm just so happy and you know just thankful for you taking the time out your busy schedule to chat with me this evening and you know being a guest on our radio show you definitely bless our listeners we are just very impressed with you and so we definitely need to keep in contact and anything that you need me to promote here on the radio show or anything that you need us to do we definitely got your back we'll support you so thank you once again thank you so much Ebony I really appreciate you. I thank God for you, and and anytime you need me, I'm here. No problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. And that, everyone, was Mr. Darius Randall, Reverend Darius Randall. Um, but again, he's just such a um, awesome person. You know, I always want to promote people that actually walk the walk and actually live what they preach. A lot of times when we're, especially activism, um, the community advocacy, um, a lot of people talk it, 
but they don't actually be in the streets and actually try to make a difference. And what you just heard from him tonight, you could definitely tell that he's passionate about it. He's really passionate about helping saving our youth, building them up, and actually saving them from violence. Here in Chicago, I just see so many youth just lost. Um, me just working with the youth myself. They just lost. They just need guidance. They just need somebody to listen. But need somebody for the for them to let, to talk to and to speak out. Um, and like he said, it takes everybody. You can't depend on just a couple of people, one person, to make a difference. If you are in a community where you see things are not going where they're supposed to, if it's violence happening in your community, please be a part of change. There's so many organizations across the U.S. Um, that's about change. And wants to bring change, positive change to the community. So make sure that you actually are positive change. Be a part. Support your community leaders that are trying to make your community better. It's all about support. It's all about, number one, unity, being like-minded, but also supporting and getting out here in industry to make that difference. And so we definitely thank him once again for being our guest. He definitely brought some light to the situation. Um, hopefully we can bring him back for extra live session. Um, we're going to continue this topic, violence, not just in Chicago, but violence across the U.S. So definitely keep, um, you know, following us to see when that show is going to be out. We're going to bring different leaders from Chicago, Brooklyn, Atlanta, L.A. Um, to help talk about this topic of violence and what we need to do about it to make it better. And so I'm very excited about that show. Make sure you follow us to see what that date is, but if you have any topics that you want us to talk about, any guests, particular guests you want to see on the show, please email me at ebonyarcher at inspiredbypurpose.net. Again, it's ebonyarcher at inspiredbypurpose.net. Let me know what things you want to talk about, what kind of guests you want to be on the show, or what you just want, what things that you think we should address, because there's so many issues um, that needs to be addressed that people don't want to talk about. But right here on this radio show, we want to address everything and anything that's going to help bring about change and that needs to be addressed to find solutions. And so once again, we just thank you again to all our 356 listeners, uh, one of our highest shows of this year. So we want to thank you for your support. Uh, we want to thank you for just um, your continuous um, interest in our show and our platform. And we'll be back here again next Monday at the same time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, to make sure you follow us to see who our next guest is. Until next time, be blessed. And remember, your determination will lead you to your destination.